0: Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one
1: life at a time.
2: Balance of Nature helps every single person, no matter if they're athletic, no matter if they're young, if they're old. And for me, after retiring, I started taking Balance of Nature, and I've never felt better in my life. And I've been trying to make myself feel good for 40 years now. Balance of Nature is not... supplement. It's not in addition to our health. It's the
1: foundation
2: to our health. It's the foundation to your life to have 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day.
1: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables
0: without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Kate.
3: If we divide 125 genders by three bathrooms, how much climate change do we have? The Kate Daly Show starts now.
0: Probably uh, being done because that that. the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine
1: is full of, it's
3: full of. The government doesn't want to show that the vaccine is full of.
1: It. It's not doing what it, its purpose was.
3: May I see your badges? You're Jody O'Malley of the Department of Health and Human Services. This is the United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure that's a huge one were there other instances that they they didn't report
1: oh I've seen dozens of people come in with adverse react this is evil at the, the highest level you have the FDA you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us
3: are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government
1: yes hmm.
0: It's huge. That came out, uh, what, 24 or 48 hours ago, and it's already hitting in the millions in views. That's incredible. That is incredible. That's Project Veritas. I actually met him, um, and uh, actually, he's supposed to be on the show. (laughs) This last month has been a little bit of a whirlwind, and and so I'll have to uh, text him back and, and get him on the show to discuss this latest project, because this is huge. And this whistleblower had a lot to say, and it was really disturbing. And I really hope people are going to pay attention to what the whistleblowers have to say because those are the ones that stand to lose everything in the event of of speaking up. Do you know how many ICU nurses, how many respiratory therapists, some doctors, not as many as the other two, but let me just tell you, across the nation, have been uh messaging me have been emailing me have been horrified at what's going on want me to speak out and that's that's saying a lot because they risk their jobs you know and i I got an email from somebody in the military today that said if i realized what was going on on some of these ships and and the adverse reactions that are being hid the um Re- adverse reactions to the shot that they're making them have right and uh bullying them into it Tucker Carlson did a great expose where uh you know the military had this slideshow and and one of the slides was um you know the the seven things uh uh the, the satanists believe in as part of the slideshow to to tell them to to get this shot I I'm with uh, what do you say to that what do you say with what do what do you say So here is Project Veritas. Here's a snippet from that. I had to cut out some of the cuss words, as you'll probably notice. But um, Project Veritas interviewing her. And here's about a three minute clip. Okay, and uh, I'm telling you, I will put this video on show notes today. Pass this video around. Pass this video around. Here you go. This is COVID exposed. Here you go.
1: The government doesn't want to show that the darn
3: vaccine is full of of shit. Tell us about who this person is.
1: Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center.
3: And she's a federal employee? Correct.
1: And now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose mm-hmm. of vaccine mm-hmm. um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. Is he's celebrated. got myocarditis? Yes. yes. Oh, this is both. And, and now, now, let's see, myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right. But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? <laughs> but he has an obligation to re- Report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting, right? Because they want to shove it under the yeah. under the the, the the map.
3: What patient was she referring to? She
1: was uh, referring to that patient, that thirty-something-year-old patient that had congestive heart
3: congestive failure. heart failure. And in that particular patient's case, it was not reported.
1: No. The problem here, they are not doing
2: the studies. People that had it, you know, right. and the people that have been. Uh, uh, vaccinated. They're not doing any
0: um, antibody testing.
3: It's it's super fishy. Not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published.
0: <laughs> but it all. hasn't probably been done because the
1: government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full, of, is full of
3: The government doesn't want to show that the vaccine is full of
1: it. It's not doing what it, its purpose was.
3: May I see your badges? You're Jody O'Malley with the Department of Health and Human Services. This is a United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure. That's a huge one. Were there other instances that they, they didn't report?
1: Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. That's really sad.
3: So what are we looking at here?
1: You're looking at me transferring her um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her
3: condition. And this is a, col- a colleague at your hospital who got sick.
1: She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking
3: it. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. Are you afraid?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid because my faith lies in God and not man. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC, that are both supposed to be protecting us.
3: Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah, I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. Are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government? Yes.
0: Wow. Wow. Get that video. Watch that video. Whenever whistleblowers speak out, they have the most to lose. Um, truth, Truth resonates, and it resonates with a lot of the whistleblowers. Let me share this message with you from an ICU nurse. Hi, Kate. ICU nurse here. I'm fighting for you every day I work, fighting for your protocols. Sad fight because to them, I'm a laughingstock. The joke. There are a few of us in my unit. I'm, I'm so approved of patients who come in with knowledge and evidence and stand strong. I decided my best plan of attack because I was given a gag order from my manager to not discuss my opinions about the vaccine or alternative, alternative therapies is to educate the public on a personal level. So when they come in, they know what to ask for and start demanding it. Another issue you hit spot on, the doctors don't read evidence. They're intellectually lazy and maybe just exhausted from being overworked or whatever their excuse is. But they don't do their own research. They rely on corrupt bureaucratic agencies to give them their protocols. And they are literally clueless when they are being lied to. Also, they have been trained brainwashed to deny any correlation between side effects and vaccines. They literally have only been trained on vaccine scheduling, not what might go wrong or how to handle it. Also, no learning on how to report adverse events. And the propaganda against this perpetuates their vastly ignorant thought process. It's a sad fight. My hubby says we should open medical centers that think for ourselves and only accept unvaccinated then watch the vaccine injuries flood into the institution that believes them and watch adverse events reporting skyrocket. I love him dearly. I'm thankful to God uh, for your strength and your, your husband's recovery. God bless you. If I, I, if I told you how many messages like that I've been getting, you would be blown away. Um, and, and the sad part is, is that this isn't, this isn't being talked about in a lot of circles, and if it is, it's being talked about as a conspiracy. Can you imagine? Not to the people that are in the hospital right now, I'll tell you that much. They have finally figured it out. My guest in the last hour was Dr. Marie Sabrin, and he has a book, Universal uh, Medical Care, but it's the it's not government style. It's the single-family payer that pays cash, That and, and hopefully clinics will open up all over the country for like a frontline doctor clinic. Wouldn't you go? i'd go (laughs) i would go because i would know that i was getting good medical care for health not to be a guinea pig of experimental drugs so in my opinion um i hope and pray that those clinics open up i hope and pray that that doctors get together that are right now figuring out to hey you know why don't you why don't you just pay monthly and for your family get on a plan and all your visits are covered televisits and this is the way to go and i know doctors that are doing this right now that are very successful at doing it this way and have separated themselves out from the insurance companies and are not uh, are not owned by the hospitals and they're very successful boy do i love that So it's really great to see that. And hopefully we'll have clinics and and we don't have to develop an underground. Because that's what comes next when you have centralized medicine as bad as we have it now. And COVID-19 was sure the eye opener for how bad we have it. So because it's so tyrannical, if they can throw you out of the hospital for asking about a loved one's care and deem it threatening speech, even though you're just asking about it or saying that you don't want experimental drugs used. You're not even raising your voice. They can literally throw you out of the hospital and they can say trespassing charges if you walk back in to see your loved one, your spouse. That's bad. We have reached a territory that I've never seen before. So in that case, my gosh, you know, there's so much, there's so many things that we can start to, to do instead of having to develop an underground. I don't want to have to go there. I, this is America. We should be able to still develop these things that Dr. Uh, Murray Sabrin was talking about in his new book, Universal Medical Care, which basically means cash payer care. In the 1940s, it cost $29 to have a baby. In 1950, it cost $89 to have a baby. What is it now? (laughs) At least 10 grand. (laughs) Holy cow. Um, When I come back to you, I want to talk about uh, Rudolf uh, Steiner. I want to say what I want to talk about what he said was coming. And this was clear back in the low 1900s. Um, You will be kind of amazed at what he had to say. Um, Clear back then. And also um, there's a great clip. Um, of, of, of germs germs so if you need to explain to somebody that they don't need to walk around and cower in fear um, this would be a great clip for somebody that believes that they should be afraid of everybody and everything and every surface right because you shouldn't be you shouldn't be and it's a scary time that we live in just like George Carlin said 20 years ago you know and he was such a liberal too but, man, do we agree on, um, on w- where they would go with medical tyranny for sure. So I want to uh, play that for you, too. But, well, there's a couple of things I want to go over. And I also want to take your calls on, um, on, on what I want to talk about right when we come back. Because that opens up um, a huge religious question now that uh, all the religions now are saying, all of them, um, are saying, you know, you got to be vaccinated you got to be vaccinated to gather. That's very, very interesting. Um, be right back. Kate Daly Show.
3: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
2: Well, I saw I stood the spot I got a hundred dollar bill Friend, you keep your pills Cause it's all the weather pot. That cackle babble head in the box Must think I'm dumb as a rock Reading me the news While I'm kicking off the shoes And it's scaring me out of my socks Hey there, welcome back I'm <laughs> a stranger, <I'm> not. <laughs> You're cackle
0: a head in the box cackle head in the box Welcome back, Kate Dolly Show. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in a mess. Um, welcome back to the show, and uh, I have a, well, I have a couple things to say. Except that I want to get to uh, my pillow, mypillow.com. Make sure that you go to mypillow.com and order up. And thank you for the support because it supports this show. Mike Lindell was asking, how can I help? And and let's partner up. And um, of course, it was it was between them and Balance of Nature, what a, great, um, what a great duo of advertisers that I believe in their products, take their products, love their products. And so it was a no-brainer. This also helps keep this show on the air because the show is private. The show is not a corporation-owned show. So um, support. Go to MyPillow.com and order up the products, you can use these for Christmas presents, presents all year round. They are amazing things. The, the sheets are by far the best sheets I've ever owned. They wash the best. They are amazing. And uh, I say this to people off the air, too believe it or not i really do um so make sure that you go to mypillow.com the pillows are amazing too and uh the down comforter is phenomenal so just make sure you go to mypillow.com and use the code kate please you will absolutely uh love these products and um you'll start telling people about them they are they are very very uh they're just wonderful what can i say Um, And also, you know, on the break, I was fielding a call from somebody that said, you know, honestly, the the amount that the employers put in, um, have that go into a kind of a health savings account, right? Um, For insurance, there's lots of different ways that we can turn the boat around on centralized medicine right now. And the insurance companies taking over and AI software taking over your care and giving you a score, (laughs) telling the doctor what to do next for you based on all your comorbidities and your, you know, and then what was the, what was the reason they gave when they were asked, well, what if it makes a mistake? Oh, yeah. Collateral damage, too bad. AI has to learn pretty soon. We're just going to have the computer spitting it out. How comfortable with that are you, you know, um, your care dictating your care. Hopefully a lot of clinics will crop up. Hopefully we'll have some, um, as people are finding out the horrors of of the hospitals and the tyrannical way in which they deprive you of all of these things that can work, you know, and do do wonders, and then give you the things, you know, um, uh, that the frontline doctors talk about, and then give you the things that are experimental, hopefully we can, we can see something else happen here now that people are confronted with it. It's not just something they're hearing about, now people are actually experiencing it for themselves, and I'm getting a lot of letters of shock and awe over this. I'm going to reach for my glasses here so I can read this. If I can get him on with headset on. All right. Let me read this from Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner. um, I don't agree with everything he says. Um, He was an Austrian philosopher, um, architect, um, everything from, you know, as a terrorist to you name it so he was he lived uh, 1861 to about the start of the you know almost the start of the Civil War to 1925 but he had this to say about vaccines and this is really strange this was in the early 1900s and this is more on a religious level like a spiritual level it'll be the main concern of these spirits of darkness to bring confusion confusion into the rightful elements which we are now spreading on earth and need to spread in such a way that the spirits of light can continue to be active in them so they will seek to push these in a wrong direction and he said um i pointed out that while human uh, bodies develop in a way certain spiritualities can can find room in them and he says um he says i told you that the spirits of darkness are going to inspire their human hosts in whom they will be dwelling to find a vaccine that will drive all inclination towards spirituality out of people's souls when they are still very young. And this will happen in a roundabout way through the living body. And today, bodies are vaccinated against one thing or another. In future, children will be vaccinated with a substance that will certainly be possible to produce, and this will make them immune so that they do not develop foolish inclinations you know so to speak connected with spiritual life foolish here of course in the eyes of what he said were materialists okay and he said the whole trend goes in a direction where a way will be found to vaccinate bodies so that these bodies will not allow the inclination towards spiritual ideas to develop and all their lives people will believe only in the physical world they perceive with the senses um, that's interesting That was interesting. Interesting read. Um, That he was predicting that clear back in the low 1900s. You know, since the beginning of all of this, I have felt really strongly that there's a a spiritual component tied to this somehow. Um, Because if you study politics for 10 years, can I just tell you what that experience is like? When I started out, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was a full neocon, but I was close. Any any war we were in, we were always going to be the good guy, right? We were just trying to help. And, and I listened to Fox News. That was the extent of my politicking. And it's embarrassing now when I go back and look because you just can't believe you don't know what you don't know. And then all of a sudden you realize how this world works and you realize that politics is really a struggle especially if you're a Christian, you realize this is the struggle between good and evil. It really is. And that always you're going to have to be fighting for your liberty. And I never got that memo when I was raising my kids and younger. I never got the memo that I was needing to fight for it like I am now. I I never thought that in a million years, nor did I ever want to be on the radio or nor did I ever even think about being on the radio. It wasn't a career for me. I wasn't There was, if you would have told me I'd been doing this for a living when I was 20, I would have laughed at you. Uh, This is the farthest thing I would have ever wanted to do with my life. But what I've learned over the last decade is this is a real struggle between good and evil. And so I, I thought there was a spiritual component to this. And the reason they were so desperate, they're so desperate to get that thing in your arm and multiple ones. And I knew it wasn't about health because none of, the, none of it made sense and I knew we weren't in a plague. So I knew it wasn't about health. We're fine. But why did they want to give it to us so bad? To something that your body can do on its own 99.9% of the time. Why a shot? Why that? And when the Pentagon had that meeting back in 2005 and they said, you know, we're working on this, what we call a fun backs. So this is a, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've located the area in the brain that lights up when you're in prayer when you're spiritual and we can we can numb that we can numb it and they said how and and he said well a flu a flu shot a vaccine right i've said this many times on the show i played the clip many times and thinking back on that you know for about a year we've said there's got to be something else to this that's way more spiritual that affects us spiritually because in the end, they, what are they really after? What do they really want? In communism, which is who supported King Fraud a lot and Hormala, um, the Communist Party, they want government to be the god. They don't want you to have. Any other gods, just as God has told you don't have any other gods, right? But people idolize the government. They idolize the NIH and they idolize somebody like little Hitler, man, Fauci, and they idolize all these people and rock star status, right? And these are the very people stealing Liberty. Well, they want you to, to think that they're it. They're the answer. The dependency grows, right? So as the dependency grows, everything becomes centralized the hospitals are centralized. Education is centralized. Everything is centralized now to where the, the government gets control over it. And they get to dictate how all those things are done when it trickles down to the individual. Taken over. The systems are taken over. That's why we say homeschool. That's why we say go to a, go to a DO. Go to another kind of doctor. Find a really good primary doctor that understands health, you know. Um, and I don't want to have to develop undergrounds. That's not fun either especially in America, we shouldn't have to do that. And so we can still fight for this, but it really is between good and evil. So if Rudolf Steiner, who I probably would not have agreed with a lot of what he said, kind of, you know, a little bit different of a guy, but man, I actually think he nailed that one. I actually think he brought out a really good point that he could foresee even back then. And we weren't even, they weren't even close to what we're doing now, right? Right. Uh, He was saying these things just after the uh, Federal Reserve emerged and 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 central banking, co-opted banking, fraudulent banking came into focus in um, in 1913. So he said this right after. And was he right? Do you feel that way? Does something inside of you say something is definitely going on here way more? than even a shot that would, would cause adverse reactions or maybe cause a percentage of the population to die. There's something else going on here. Do you, have you felt it? Am I, like, I can't be the only one. Um, I just can't be Eight 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 six seven three fourteen fifty. Have you felt that? And, th- and this is so funny that, that somebody will, Oh, that's crazy talk. Why is that crazy talk? If you're if you're even Christian, <laughs> do we just do we just ignore that Satan's around? Do we just say, oh yeah, it's crazy talk to talk about that because yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, if I believe in in scriptures and I'm a Christian, then wouldn't I already acknowledge the existence of Satan? So then, what? Satan's on holiday right now. <laughs> I don't, that's what I don't understand. I it's almost as if People are afraid to go there because it sounds weird. Why does it sound weird? If you're somebody that believes in scripture, wouldn't you kind of know how this story ends? I mean, wouldn't you kind of realize that there's a lot at stake here and a lot at play? Wouldn't you see that he loves to mimic things? So if he if he can't have God's power, what does he do? He gets government to have to have that kind of power over people. So that becomes the God, right? There's all kinds of different um, you know mimics uh, that that go on. Things that are very similar but different. And I can't imagine not acknowledging that at a very core level. But it's as if people go, well, yeah, that's not that's not that. <laughs> I believe. I believe in everything. Uh, I believe in, in government. They want to help me. Since when? Since when? Since when do they want to help you? You tell me that. I, I I can't imagine a time when that was ever true. Can you? Even through the ages. Why do you think we had to escape a government to create America? <laughs> we had to literally escape with uh, with absolutely putting our lives on the line, right? We Americans. Um. To escape the control and tyranny of government and to think that that couldn't happen now is that's what's crazy. That's a crazy thought. So when I come back, I want to take your calls. I'd love to see what you what you think about that. Do you think there's a spiritual component to this? I would love to hear that. I have thought that uh, since last year. I've thought that there very much is a reason that they are desperate and started uh, producing this shot before they even named COVID-19. Before they even gave it its official name, they were already producing the vaccine for it. Hmm, that sounds a little fishy, doesn't it? Be ripe, Kate Daly Show.
3: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
0: there. Welcome back. K Daly Show. All right, uh, by the way, I'll be hosting Alex Jones on Thursday, last hour, and my guest will be, uh, for part of it will be Dr. Lee Merritt, and we'll be discussing how to stay out of the hospital. She wants to tell you what you can do, and uh, that'll be the life-saving show uh, of the year, I am sure. So make sure that you tune in for that because everyone needs this information. So uh, as as we actually do launch into, um, you know, the actual flu, an actual pneumonia season, everyone's gonna think they've got COVID, and get on the COVID train at the hospital. So make sure that you are um paying attention to that last hour of Alex Jones on Thursday where I, I interview Dr. Lee Merritt on what to do. And uh, so many great guests coming up too. Uh, Jamie Weingard coming on Thursday to talk about what to do when your employer tells you you have to get it. And she's got some great new uh, concrete information for you. That's coming on Thursday as well. And uh, just so many great guests. In fact, um, um, it's Michela, right? that's correct hi yes. michela hi i asked michela to call in and uh, she had sent me a message uh and, and tell me a little bit about about what you've been dealing with michela oh my gosh people. it's
2: been so crazy my sister got COVID back in august of 2020 mm-hmm. and so um her husband called, said she was in the hospital and told me she had COVID. so you know we went to the hospital And my sister um, had told the hospital from the get-go that she wanted hydroxychloroquine. Uh They refused her. Um, And then she told them she did not want remdesivir because we had done a lot of research on that drug, and we just didn't feel it was a safe drug.
0: Right, it's not. And
2: so (laughs) she had told them she did not want that. Our family had repeatedly told the hospital that, you know, we don't want the remdesivir. Mm -hmm. We want the hydroxychloroquine. They wouldn't give it to her. So then I said, well... She's in, a, she's in a hospital that is in Northern California. Uh-huh. So I said, well, maybe they haven't heard of Budesonite as a nebulizer. So right. I said, let's try that. Well, they denied that treatment as well. So on the third day when she got really, really sick, mm-hmm. um, I called her to make sure, because I asked the doctor the night before, can we get the Budesonite as a nebulizer? Mm-hmm. And at that point, he said, well, I'm not sure if we have it. And he kind of hemmed and hawed and then he also told me that the um, hospital administrator and the NIH would not allow them to give any other treatments. That the only thing approved was um, remdesivir and blood plasma. So <laughs> at this point, this made absolutely zero sense to me. Right. I thought, Since when is there a one-size-fits-all treatment for everybody? Right. What happens if someone's allergic to that medication? what happens if it just doesn't work right so you're supposed to just lay in the hospital and die
0: (laughs) well that's what's Uh, happening isn't
2: that insane that's what's happening that's exactly what's happening so this this angered me to no end. but when i called my sister back the next day she was crashing her staff were crashing they were getting ready to put her on a ventilator i said "Uh uh-uh i said we are not doing that and Mm -hmm. and at this point though what i have to tell everybody is listen They're getting your loved ones in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. When you have COVID, this thing, it, it affects your brain. You're not able to get enough oxygen. I'm not a doctor, but you're not able to get enough oxygen. You're not making, you're not capable to make decisions for yourself. Right. And so you need to immediately, the minute your loved one, if they end up having to go to the hospital, please try to keep them out. But if they end up having to go to the hospital, you need to make sure that immediately, that you are able to make decisions for your loved ones, because what they're doing is they're getting these folks in the hospital. They're talking to them. They're not telling them, Oh, by the way, remdesivir can cause liver and kidney damage. They're not giving you that information. They're just saying, this is what we're going to give you. Mm-hmm. And if they only give you one option, you don't want to die. You're going to take it. Right. Right. And, I'm with you. and so they're working kind of around the families. I've gotten 21 phone calls from people this week alone, uh, People are giving my number out because I've been able to help people ad, kind of advocate and tell them how to work the system. And so all of them are telling, oh, 21 people over the United States have told me all the same thing. Yep. They're being denied access to medications. Mm-hmm. And some of them are kind of separating their loved ones from, you know, they're, ta- they're saying, oh, well, we can talk to them. So they're saying they want to do this treatment or that treatment. Yes. And it's just we have to be involved. We have to be the advocates for them. No one else is going to advocate for them.
0: I agree and with you. Oh, my gosh. So, yes.
2: So, so basically, though, what I did is I went and when the doctor told me that the NIH told them he couldn't give these medications, at that point, I just went ballistic. When my sister's bats were crashing, they wanted, you know, talking about possibly putting on a ventilator, I just went nuts. I just went nuts. And I called right. the hospital administrator and I said, Listen here, I'm not okay with this. I couldn't get on the phone to them. So I repeatedly, I probably left over 10, 15 messages. And I just said, listen here. I said, you guys do not understand. Mm -hmm. But I said, you are violating my sister's rights under the Compassionate Use Act. I said, you know, she has a patient bill of rights that you guys are violating all of these things. And I said, if my sister dies because you refused her access to a medication... I'm going to sue the pants off the hospital.
0: (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I love it. And so did you get a response? Because this was a year ago, right? Then lo and
2: behold, we got the desonitis and nebulitis. I bet you did. But I like to remind people, though, they tried to fight me on this. So you have to really get educated. I'm not a doctor, but a doctor educated me so I could fight. Right. So he basically said, listen here. She said, "Because they tried to tell me, oh, we can't do this because of X, Y, and Z, and we can't do that because of X, Y, and Z, right? Right. And so I basically uh, wrote down everything he said. And so because it's like if you have no knowledge, you can't fight back, right? Right. right. I'm like I need to educate myself in these things. So the doctor tried telling me, oh, well, you know, um, you know, the dudess and I, we can't give it because it's going to aerosolize the virus. And I just <laughs> said, doctor, I said I'm not an uncompassionate person, and I don't want anybody." getting this virus. It it is a bad virus, but early treatments are working. Mm -hmm. But I said, doctor, I don't want to aerosolize this virus. I don't want anybody to get this thing. But you guys do have PPE gear. I said, doctor, what happens when you put a patient on a ventilator? I said, oh, that's right. I said, the the virus aerosolizes 24-7. I said, but when you give a nebulized treatment, it might just aerosolize for a very few minutes. Right. I said, "Why wouldn't you do what's better for the patient?" I said, "That doesn't even make any sense." Right. Besides said, the fact that you have immune when you system. Put somebody on a ventilator? Right. Right. Oh, that's right. Most of them die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you know, I don't need to be a sarcastic smart aleck sometimes, <laughs> but it's like some of this stuff. It's like y'all aren't making any sense.
0: I it's what you're agree. doing doesn't
2: make any sense. So then. Oh, boy, it's a long story, but I got, I got really angry after my sister got sick. We got her the budesonide. She recovered. As soon as she got that, she was able to breathe easier, mm-hmm. and her um, need for oxygen went down. Good. So then I got really angry about this whole thing. I said, People are dying across the nation. I'm not, I can't be okay with this. Right. I will never be okay with this. And so I started writing letters to the President of the United States weekly, to the Attorney Good. General of the United States. To the surgeon general of the united states I said our rights are being violated we are being denied access to medications and people are dying and i'm not okay with it right so i finally get a letter back from the hhs saying dear mrs wright you're <laughs> correct uh the hhs is at the time back in august of 2020 mm-hmm. and i think i got the letter and maybe they finally responded to me maybe in october or november of 2020 mm-hmm. they said dear mrs wright you're correct at the time your sister was sick the only medication approved for treatment of COVID-19 is remdesivir and blood plasma. And I it still it is. So it still is. They sent me. Oh, my gosh. And at that point, I just really became outraged. <laughs> and so I just, but I just, people don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And so I, I don't even waste time dealing with the doctors anymore. I said, doctor, I get it. Your hands are tied. My battle's not with you. And, and, and in all honesty, I don't even know if it's with the administration, but at some point, Our doctors took an oath to do no harm. Right. And so I'm like, you guys, I'm praying that these doctors would start having courage to stand up and do the right thing regardless of what the HHS says. And bottom line is they're fearful. I don't blame these doctors. They're fearful that they're going to have their license taken away or that they're going to get fired. Some doctors have been fired. Mm -hmm. Some doctors have gotten letters from the medical board threatening to take their license away. But some doctors have just said, you know what, we took an oath to do no harm. And we don't really care what the HHS says. Right. Right. <laughs> and so I, so I applaud those doctors. I'm like, thank you, doctors. You are saving our lives. Right. So what and do you. These medications really are working. I've, I've heard from 21 people this week, and quite a few of them have gotten treatments and they're working. Some people have gotten off of ventilators. They were right. ventilators, and they were able to get some of these medications, and they're now recovering. Right. So what do you tell Please people tell in that, that situation? The aren't working. What do you tell We're, people? We're being, we being lied to by the media. The media right. is not speaking the truth. Right. And I just figure if the media is not going to be, you know, tell the truth, I will. I'll become the new media.
0: Michela, what do you tell people that are already on a ventilator? Um, you know, I am getting lots of emails and the families are just sick over this because they've been deprived of all their rights. Hospitals didn't listen to them. Put them on a ventilator against their will when the doors were closed or after they even told the hospitals no. Um, what do you tell people once somebody's on a ventilator?
2: in all honesty, all hope is not lost, right? Mm -hmm. All hope is not lost. I think, for me, I think that you have to start going with the, you know, because once you have to get an attorney involved, a lot of money, and then in all honesty, once you get an attorney involved, then you can no longer talk to the hospital about any kind of treatment. The attorney will do it for you, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, if you have to go that route, by all means, go that route if you have to, because there are some attorneys having success in getting treatments, right? Mm-hmm. But if, um, but if in fact you can deal with the hospital directly, because time is of the essence right. of the, in this thing, and if you hire an attorney, it still takes them time to do all this stuff, right? Right. And time really is of the essence. So I mean, I would just do what I did: just go buckwild and just say, "Listen, you guys are violating our rights, and we're going to see the pants off of you." Right. And then, matter of fact, I even recommend this. If, if your loved one has received remdesivir, I'm, all, I'm for the fact that I think that we should go in and remind the hospitals, hey, if my loved one dies and you guys gave them remdesivir, we're going to be doing an autopsy. Right. We're going to request an autopsy because we want to know... What really caused damage? Was it the remdesivir or really was it was it the COVID? Right. I'd like to know that information.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. This is. I'm hearing from people all over the country, like you are, and it's sickening to watch people's eyes open when they realize that that they can't even have, they can't even be in there, much less uh, tell the doctors what they want. And patients' bills of rights. People should be requesting those at every single hospital. By law, they have to give it to you. Every state's different. You can look up, you know, your state patient bill of rights and the text is right there saying that you have the rights to call those shots. You're paying them for the care and you're not in a prison, so you get to call the shots and they're completely ignoring that right now because of because of COVID, quote unquote. So it's sickening to watch.
2: Oh, absolutely. Not. I've been writing to my senators and congressmen even saying, what are you guys going to do about this? Who, who oversees the HHS? How are they allowed to get this much power? Yeah, right. And then- Why are we not making some kind of a legislature act that protects our doctors and and protects the... And we have that. We have the patient bill of rights. Why is that being trampled upon? Right. And
0: is our only recourse grabbing a sheriff and going in there? Will they do anything about this, Uh, the violation of of blatant rights in the hospital?
2: I don't think so. I haven't tried... I didn't have to use that method, right? I Mm -hmm. thank God I was able to get, you know... I was able to get immediate response because I just wasn't taking any of their garbage. And, and I have people that desperate. I, I armed myself with knowledge. So when they yeah. tell me one thing, I'd correct them. I'd say, no, that's not right. And you guys know that.
0: <laughs> I love that. So, I love the, I love your spirit in that because I've got people that are that desperate. They're ready to go get the sheriff because the hospital has refused to listen to them. Hospitals all over the country. Yeah,
2: and, I mean... He, you can file a complaint with the courts right but mm-hmm. it depends honest I mean I, I hate to say this but there's some good judges and there's not some there's yeah not, you know some not so good judges right so some people I've, I personally did not do this but I've heard of another person that actually went to the court filed a complaint got a, um, a restraining order and an injunction and they were able to get a a hearing the same day and they got an uh, you know, a court order to get those medications distributed. So, p- and it's like, I think it's about 420 bucks. Now, right. I don't know if every court is the same, mm-hmm. right, but I've heard of people doing that. And some people have had success and some people haven't.
0: Yeah. I've heard so of people, I, we're going to be short on time yeah. here cause I got to go, but we, but we also, yeah. I've heard of people signing over, uh, saying, okay, I, you know, you're relieved of your liability from the protocol. Just do what I ask you to do
2: absolutely and people yeah. are gonna have to do that too but absolutely do that
0: yeah absolutely thank you Michela I really appreciate you calling in thank you
2: oh yeah no issues have a beautiful day that was great thank you, thank
0: you. uh wow what a voice I love it uh what a <laughs> I I'll, I'll tell you what a lot of people out there are fighting and uh is one of them and I really appreciate it I'm getting messages from all over the country and I really appreciate her because if you're not dealing with this you you might be in the next few months and if that's the case knowing what to do getting some you know good solid advice from doctors uh from people that have been there and know what the system is like that you're working against it's a medical goliath and so you got to be armed with all the right information really appreciate her and her willingness to help others really appreciate that about her And of course, be faithful, be fearless, see see you here tomorrow. And um, Melissa and Susan join me tomorrow, so it should be a very eventful show. And uh, boy, lots of great guests lined up. So be faithful, be fearless, see you tomorrow. katedalyradio.com or katedalyshow.com. Make sure and share the podcast.